Hey, welcome to It's All About Relationship. I'm David Novak, and you're about to listen to episode number 83, folks. 83. All right, glad you could join us today on this special broadcast. We have a special guest today, but before I get into all that, I got a little bit of business we're going to cover. And as you know, we have a Facebook page. It's called It's All About Relationship, and you can follow us there. That would be awesome. And we also have an Instagram page by the same name. It, well, not really. It's actually called David Novak Podcast on Instagram because somebody else had the other name. So that, if you want to follow me as an actor, we'd love for you to do that. Uh, on Facebook, it's David Novak Actor. And on Instagram, it's the same thing, David Novak Actor. Okay, so uh, why do we do this podcast in the first place? Well, if you're uh, if you're a longtime listener, uh, it's it, you know already, but if this is the first time you're joining us, here's the reason. Uh, it's all about relationship is the name of it, and it's all about uh, helping you develop a closer relationship with the Lord, others, and even yourself, if that makes sense to you, even yourself. Yes, we can have a closer relationship with ourselves. Did you know that? Well, it, it's true. <laughs> so anyway, that's what we're all about on this show. Okay. So, uh, just to kind of set up our special guest today, he is from he is from Coarse Gold, California. Now, why Coarse Gold? Well, I met this gentleman just a few weeks ago on a movie, and the movie is filming up. Or was we just wrapped filming? I'm really excited about this movie. I, I'll tell you a little bit about it in a minute, but but it was uh, in the Coarse Gold area, which is if you don't know where that is. Uh, it's near Yosemite, California, not too far from there. Okay, uh, it's uh, five and a half hours from me in Orange County, so it's a long drive. But anyway, we made the trek up there. It's a faith-based Western uh, movie, really exciting. Faith-based Western, and that's my guest making noise on the other end. But you <laughs> give him a hard time. But I'm gonna I'm gonna have him come on in just a minute. But I want to talk a little bit more about this movie, just a hair, and then we'll have him come on. Now, my friend that's about to be on, he is actually the pastor of his church. That's the name of the church, and that's in Coarse Gold, California. So I met him on the movie, and how did I meet him? Well, he is he and his wife Billy were the Wranglers. For this Western film, they took care of the horses, and we have a little story about the horses too. But uh, yeah, they took care of the horses. They're professional um, uh, horse people, and he'll tell you more about that. And in addition to being wranglers for the movie, our next guest—I almost told you his name—I'm holding off just a second—but <laughs> he also played the preacher in the movie, and he did an awesome job. I watched him. Uh, we didn't have a scene together, but I watched him deliver his lines You know, when I was in between my scenes, and he just did an awesome job. Okay, I'm going to tell you who he is, Pastor Cody Gunderson. Cody, you there, buddy? Yes, I am, David. <laughs> hey, glad to have you with us. How are you today? Good, and I want to just say it's an honor and a pleasure to be on your podcast. Oh, well, it's my honor to have you. I'm really excited to have you. Cody and I, I think we hit it off really well on the set. Uh, he and his wife, Billy, too. Uh, we got along really well. At least I think we did, didn't we, Cody? <laughs> oh, we sure did. I really, it was an honor to work with you on the set. You're such a professional. And, you know, the, the movie sets is all kind of new to me, but I sure enjoyed our experience. And 
the whole cast were just a great group of people. They were real. They, you know what? You really hit that. Uh, you really hit that right on the head. They were this out of all, I've been doing this movie acting business for, you know, about 30 years now, roughly. And, uh, I've done a lot of stuff and, but out of all the projects I've done over the years, I, I got to tell you, and I'm, and I really do mean this, this was probably the most fun I've ever had doing a movie. I, I swear I'm not kidding. And the, and the most awesome people ever. And that includes, well, I enjoyed your, uh, son- Especially when uh, you come flying off that horse. <laughs> okay. There was five. The five horses were trotting along with the drone, and your horse stumbled. Yes. And the next horse went to bucking, and two of you hit the ground. <laughs> but uh, you know, I was always oh, someone hurt, but thank God nobody was hurt. And both of you, you and Thomas, got right back on your horses, which I thought was great. It, that 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 uh, yeah, we did get right back on our horses. It's really funny because. Uh, uh, you know, I told you this before, but it's not my first time on a horse. I've, you know, used to own horses many years ago. Not an expert at all. I'm just a casual social writer, you know. But, but, uh, but, but never fallen off a horse in my life. And then, and then we do that very. I think it was the first scene of the movie, wasn't? It? First scene. Yeah, first I, day, first scene. Yeah, first day, first scene. And we're with the like you said, the drone is going high overhead, and it's showing the. The outlaw cowboys, uh, you know, going along in the desert there or in the wilderness, I should say. And like you said, my horse stumbles, and I, I should have been aware, but I wasn't. I go flying off the horse, <laughs> and then tell me what happened at, right after that. Well, uh, the other horse behind you went to bucking, and Thomas hit the ground. Right, and uh, you know we were gracious. We're, we're not like the rodeo. We're not picky. You got a rewrite. <laughs> God, nobody was hurt. Yeah. And as I'm pulling myself up off the ground, slowly, you know, kind of taking inventory to make sure that I didn't break anything, literally, I'm on all fours, and I'm and I'm kind of getting up real slow, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, gosh, I hope I didn't break anything. But one of the first things that came to my mind was, God, I'm so grateful that I'm not seriously injured here. I mean, really, I, I said that in my mind. So... He does protect well, it could have us. been different, but things worked out good, and the whole movie was great. You had some pretty action-packed scenes in it, and and it's just amazing music, uh, movie magic. How it all is filmed and put together. I can't wait to see the film. Yeah, I can't wait either. It should be awesome, and I and I think uh, last I heard, uh, it, it should be out supposedly June of twenty-one. Could be even earlier. Oh, good. Yeah, of course we'll have a special screening for cast and crew before that but yeah i'm really looking forward to it and i gotta tell you that daryl mapson who's the uh he was the director producer and writer he's told me uh you know that he's seen some footage and it looks it looks way better than he even thought it would and so he's really excited about it and uh you know i just mentioned he's the director writer producer daryl mapson i want to give a couple more shout outs if you don't mind cody to a couple of the other no go ahead a couple other people that are involved in the film uh jeff smith he was also a producer and and jeff i love you jeff and i know you're listening to this i think you're an awesome person hello jeff (laughs) jeff did such a great job with the wardrobe. I, I, I mean, yes, he's a producer, but he also got some authentic wardrobe for us. And, and this stuff, I mean, it looks top-notch Hollywood all the way. I mean, it doesn't look Hollywood. I mean, it looks totally authentic. It, it's some of the best uh, wardrobe and costume that I've ever seen on a set. Very authentic. 
Do you agree, Coach? Yeah, I've had a lot of comments to that. I really like the part of my generous preacher mm-hmm. is because of Chad's costumes. Exactly, exactly. And uh, and the horses that you and Billy provided, uh, I mean, they they were awesome. Uh, how many horses did you end up providing for us? Do you do you remember? Uh, the most at any given time was five. five, and in a riding lesson, we provided six. Yeah, but you know, the horses are coming home with problem. Being movie stars now, they're getting a little arrogant. They want oats every day. <laughs> perk. They want the special perk. <laughs> do they? <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, uh, Evan Christensen, he was the uh, the uh, cinematographer. Uh, oh, he, excellent! I know he was just absolutely excellent. Uh, I mean, I, I don't even know what to what else I can say about Evan. He did such a great job, and it was such a pleasure working with him. And uh, man, uh, uh, I don't. There's so many people. I'm looking at the IMDb list right now in front of me. And there's like, you know, 50 people on here, probably. I don't even know. But I, I can't shout out to everybody. But uh, I especially wanted to shout out to Daryl Mapson, and, uh, who put this whole project together, and Jeff Smith, who was right there with him. And, uh, you know, some of the other actors like Ricky Bird and, and uh, oh, gosh, there, there's so many. Um, oh God, uh, uh, Claude Ball. Oh, Claude Ball did a good job. Yeah, he. Played. They're all good. That's yeah. start mentioning someone, and you know you're going to you miss someone. And I know but there was a lot of people that worked out. Plus, it was. I know Lisa Ventura, uh, Earl Johnson, uh, Shannon Sinclair, uh, Chad Holman, uh, Willie Ortrib, uh On and on and on. I mean, there's just so many. Sounds like you're getting ready for your Oscar speech. Yeah. <laughs> That's we, okay, uh, Lord. If that's your if that's your will, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Okay, let's let's talk about. Um, okay, we talked about the movie, and I think that's awesome. And a, and a, oh, by the way, just to let everybody know, if they want to follow the movie, okay, before it comes out, we have a Facebook page. It's Lost Outlaw. Okay, that's the name of the movie. Uh, you have to make sure you go to the right one because I think there's a, a couple of uh, other things called Lost Outlaw, but it's go to Lost Outlaw. My name will be in there. So will Daryl Mapson. So um, anyway, go check it out. Follow us. Uh, you'll have a great time, honestly. Um, okay. Now the things of God. Now, ooh, now we're going to get serious. <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. God wants to have you a... remember, our father has a good sense of humor. He does. Thank- I'm reminded of that every morning when I look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and me both. And the older I get, the more the more of a sense of humor I think he has. So <laughs> exactly, um, you know, he God wants to have a personal relationship with with us, right? I mean, right. What What are your first th- and foremost? What are your thoughts on that, Code? Well, I, I think that you know a lot of times people confuse religion with Christianity and ritual and. Uh, going to church and different things, but really the heart of Christianity is relationship with Father God through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all about relationship and maintaining that relationship through prayer and studying the scripture and fellowship with others. But yeah, that, that's the heart of it. In fact, Jesus said the two most important things, to love God with all your heart and your neighbor as yourself. On these two things hang all the law and prophets. So if we do that, we do well. I agree. I agree. How did you come to know the Lord, Cody? Well, I I grew up, uh, we didn't grow up in a Christian home. My dad was a professional uh, bronc rider in the rodeos. He made a living doing it. 
my mom was a bartender and my dad got killed when I was seven in a car wreck. And so I had kind of a very free reign as a child and got quite a bit of trouble and and good thing while we were incarcerated once, you know, started reading the Bible and became born again and talking to me about God and stuff and and just listened real carefully, but I didn't want to become a Christian because I thought, man, what am I going to do? Just wait till I die. You know, I've got partying and things to do and places to go. So I kind of put it off. I became a believer, but I didn't accept Christ. And I wound up down in Tucson and, you know, I thought, I'll get rich trafficking and selling drugs. The only problem is I became my own best customer, never paid in advance. And, uh, I got in a lot of trouble down in Tucson and ended up spending quite a bit of time in Pima County jail. While I was in there, I started reading the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. I couldn't read very good. I was 19 years old, but I got to Romans 12 or 10, where it says, if you believe in your heart that uh, God has raised, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Right there, I accepted Jesus Christ, June 1973. Wow. So you were about 19? When that happened? Yeah, I was 19. Oh, wow. Okay. So so keep going. <laughs> well, I turned my life around to Christ. And when I got out of jail, I hiked from Tucson up to Redding, where my mom was living, and, and then back up into Oregon, where I grew up with you. And, you know, one thing led to another. But my friends started going to Bible college in Dallas, Texas, a Christ for the nation. So I went out there and went to Bible college. And, and I just fell in love with the Word of God and preaching and teaching and End up spending you know next seven and a half years in Bible colleges. Got a Master of Divinity and a Bachelor's of Degree in Biblical Studies, and started teaching in a Bible college for a year and a half. And I started pastoring a church which was thirty-five years. And grew up to about seven hundred people from nothing, and and uh, retired a few years ago. Went, went through a nasty divorce and some other things, and then I started a, another church. And you know, it's doing good. I manage a ranch and now and uh, pastor a church. I'm a cowboy and a sheep herder. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, a sheep herder. You, you you tend to herd the sheep, that's for sure. Yeah, I got a flock. <laughs> and Jesus said, you know, to and if you love me, feed my sheep. Now, some preachers thought he said, eat my sheep. There's some other preachers thought he said, please my sheep. But no, Jesus said, eat them. And that's what we try to do. So don't eat them and don't fleece them, but feed them, right? <laughs> and don't beat them. And don't beat them. <laughs> that's, that's great. So, okay. Uh, and Billy, that's your wife. And you've been married. Yeah. You've been married, I think, about, about three years. Is that what you said? Yeah, going on three years. And she's been around horses all her okay. life. She grew up with horses and they had a stables and a riding school down at Bakersfield, and she's really uh, more astute at that, teaching people how to ride than I am. And she really did most of the wrangling on the movie, but uh, she is real good with horses. Yeah, she worked hard. I, I mean, I have, oh gosh, every time I looked, I mean, she was taking care of the horses, and and uh, oh my gosh, she did such a good job. And uh, my, you know, I I worked on the film. Uh, five, six days or something like that. And I remember the first couple of days I was on horses most of the time and she was just there, you know, bet- she was there constantly and just taking care of the horses and, and just doing such a great job. And you, and yeah, you, she had a couple of 12 hour days and 13 hour days. They were long days. Oh God. And you know, my life would be better, David, if I were a horse. <laughs> If you were, oh gosh! All right, you gotta you gotta tell her you said that. 
<laughs> well, she'll probably hear this podcast. Well, I hope she does, but then then you're going to get it when you get home. <laughs> oh, no, she knows. She knows. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, t- tell me about your church, his church, the the one you're pastoring right now. Well, uh, we've only been in, in uh, business about three years. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, about three years. I think October was our third year. Uh, it's a small church. We run about 200, a little more, until uh, the COVID thing. And then, you know, we went to live stream mm-hmm. for a while. And we're doing, uh, you know, in-house services, 9 and 11. We get about a hundred people on Sunday, but we're getting a lot of people viewing on the, on the live stream. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're just going along with God as well as financially. We're covering our bills and things are working out all right. You know, there are a lot of people still not comfortable going in public. We don't have worship services on Sunday mornings. We have protests. <laughs> that services are illegal in California, but protests are legal. So right, you're, you're and sin and evil. Yeah, you're prote- <laughs> that, you're protesting the devil, right? Yeah, right. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, we don't encourage people to come. They, they you know, they've got any kind of, uh, any kind of risk. We, we encourage them not to come. Right. Or they just feel uncomfortable not to come. But those who want to come and feel okay with it are welcome. And we, we do testing when they come in. Uh, we wear a mask, but uh, it's hard to get them to do it. But, sure. Uh, that's kind of where we're at now. And we just, you know, believe in reaching people for Jesus. In fact, we, we like to describe ourselves as a Jesus-loving, Bible-believing, soul-winning church, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we don't want to be any more complicated than that. It's, it sounds like you have an awesome church. I haven't been there yet, but it's, it sounds like you really do. And it, it's in Coarse Gold, right? Right. Right. Okay, cool. And and uh, does does Billy work with you at the church a bit? Uh, no, not too much. She does in home care. She has a gift of mercy. She's really good at it. She really loves helping people and Right. And uh, but she hasn't got that involved in the church yet. Okay, but yeah, but the gift of mercy that is huge. I mean, it, yes, it's, it is. It is a huge, huge gift. Uh, gift, absolutely. Uh, let's see what did uh, did we cover? Is there anything else that you wanted to share? That's especially that's on your heart. I know we talked about the movie a little bit, and that that was a fun thing, and that's how I met you, after all. And then we talked about your conversion, which I had never heard that story before. So that that uh, that was poignant. I mean, you were heading in one direction, and uh, if it hadn't been for the direction you decided to take, who knows, you know, where you'd be today. Right. Well, I had a police officer who knew me and a cousin who neither one of them were Christians. They both said almost the same thing. They said, Cody, I don't believe God, but I'm glad you do. Because well, if you didn't, you'd wind up dead or in prison. Wow. And that's kind of the road I was heading on. Yeah. On the grace of God. I like what D.L. Moody one time said, except for the grace of God, there go I. Right. And, you know, and I'm not everything I should be, but thank God I'm nothing of what I used to be. Exactly. Because of God, His guidance, and, you know, the light of His Word, His Word is a lamp to our feet and a light into our path. And, you know, it's the way I believe Jesus came that we would have life here abundantly mm-hmm. and eternal life with Him forever and ever. And I'll just embrace that. And it's been, it's been a beautiful compass for my soul and heart and mind, His Word, mm-hmm. and a relationship, personal relationship with Jesus the Holy Spirit and Father God. If someone were to come to you and say, okay, I know about, I know about the God you're talking about. And, and this person was to say to you and I, and I, and I'm saved, but how come I feel far away? How can I have a closer relationship with him? What would your answer be to that? 
Well, I would just say an experience I had one time, you know, all of us, even in the ministry, sometimes grow cold in our faith. Mm-hmm. And there's one time I was thinking, man, it just seems like my faith is so weak. Well, you know, am I losing my faith? And this thought came to me, you're not losing your faith. You're starving your faith. Mm. When was the last time you just sat down and had a good long talk with me? When was the last time you read the word just for the word's sake and not for a sermon preparation? And Jack, he sings in the Sons of San Joaquin as a cowboy band. And him and I were doing a cowboy church service at Rodeo Grounds. And one of the barrel racers were down there on a horse. We were having a service. And the caller said, this was the next day. Feed your faith. Mm. Sometimes I think, you know, we can get easily complacent. You remember when Jesus talked about planting the seeds in different types of soil? Mm-hmm. And one of the soils was uh, the cares of the world. And sometimes we can get so caught up in the cares of the world that we lose sight of that which is spiritual and eternal. So I would just say, hey, get to church, listen to the Word, start reading the Word, start praying, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and you'll restore that faith. I completely agree with you. And one of the things that I try to uh, share on, on this podcast as much as possible, it's it, like what, just parroting what you just said, is spending time with the Lord on a daily basis. Because being a Christian, oh, being a real Christian, I'll put it that way, is not a club. It's not something we just go and do on Sundays and the rest of our life we just live our own life and forget about God and then go back on Sunday to, to the club. You know, it's not, it's right. not, it's not being, it's, it's not being a, a, you know, a once a week thing or a once a month thing. It's a daily thing. Actually, for me personally, it's a moment by moment thing. Uh, right. I mean, and some of the days I'll start out strong by the end of the day, I'm somewhere else. Yep. And, you know, I look at Sunday morning worship or <clears throat> church services as a pep rally. Exactly. Just encourages, but church happens on Monday through Saturday. Yes. You know, I like that phrase, the church has left the building. Born-again believers are the church, and, and it is a day-to-day, moment-to-moment thing. Exactly, exactly. I remember on the set of Lost Outlaw, I mean, and, and I do this on all my projects, but, but uh, you know, thinking back to Lost Outlaw, I would pray before the scenes a lot of times. Uh, almost every scene I prayed. I mean, I wasn't, you know, like bellowing out, you know, Lord, you know, till everybody could hear me. No, it was always, you know, under my breath or quietly to myself. But, you know, Lord, help me, uh, you know, help me with the scene. Help me to remember my lines and help everybody to do a good job and protect us. And, you know, what, whatever whatever I prayed, you know. It didn't have to be a big, long thing. It, it, I mean, five seconds of prayer beats zero, right? Right, right. And you don't have to even say words. Right. Uh, they can be thoughts in your mind. It, it says... Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart yes. be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. And you know, so He reads our thoughts. Exactly, exactly. I'm right there. I am right there with you. We. I pray in my breath often. Yeah, that's, yeah. A- amen on all that. It's just, it's a moment by moment thing. And um, gosh, <laughs> it's so cool. Uh, I was out walking this morning. Uh, I walked a few miles. You know, sometimes I go to the gym. Sometimes I just go for a walk. But like this morning, I was walking, you know, a, a ways. And I was uh, just talking to the Lord about it and, and about life. You know, that's kind of what I do, you know. And, and I, I was praying about this podcast, the one that you and I are doing right this minute. And I was praying that Lord would, would flow through you and flow through me and the people would be blessed and that we would talk about exactly what... Uh, he wanted us to talk about, and uh, 
And, and that's what we're talking about. Just, you know, just coming to the Lord and bringing, you know, what's on your mind and just being real because right. the Lord is our best friend. And, and if you have a friend, you talk to the friend. If you never talk to the friend, how are you going to be good friends? Right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so that's the way I like to approach it anyway. And I can sure tell you do too. Cody. Yeah, and you know, we don't know. The Lord can lead the conversation because we don't know who's all listening, what their needs are, but God does. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay, Cody, before we end the show, I, I want to ask you, and I didn't tell you this beforehand, so I'm just totally putting you on the spot. But Oh, that's I, fine. But I have a feeling that, that you're you're up for the challenge. It's, it's not a challenge at all. I'm just going to ask you if you wouldn't mind praying for the people that are listening to this uh, podcast right now before we close the show out. Would you mind doing that? Yes, I'd be honored to. Let's pray. Yes. Father God, we thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord. I thank you for the program and for his ministry and his gift, his talents. Lord, I thank, I just pray for all the people that are listening today or that will listen to this in the days to come, that somehow you just anoint your word, that you would speak to them, that you love them, you have a plan for their life and a purpose, and whether they're far or near, that you can always get closer, draw near to God, he'll draw near to you, and Father, we thank you for your promises. And you love people. You're no respecter of people. And, and anyone who calls on your name shall be saved. And we thank you for that, Lord. Be with my brother and sister out there who may be going through a, a difficult time with the COVID and the shutdown and the economy. Just reinforce your love for them and your provision that you told us in your word that we should not be afraid nor fear, but be strong and have good courage because you're always with us. You'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. And for that, Father God, we are so, so grateful. Bless David, bless those that would hear your word, and let the Holy Spirit minister these words and do what we cannot do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Hey, thank you, brother. I really appreciate that. Hey, uh, don't hang up, okay, Cody? I want to talk to you off the air. Okay, so just yeah, hang okay. on there with me, and I'm going to close the show out. Hey, everybody, thanks for joining us today on episode number 83. If this show has been a blessing to you, and I know it has, share it with somebody. Shoot them the link or put it on Facebook or whatever you got to do, but share it, you know, because it'll bless other people. Join us next time. Uh, we'll be back soon. Thank you again, Cody Gunderson. God bless you all.